This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan again at this time. Come on, Dan, let's go. And now uh, we got to get up. Got to get a getting. Folks can't understand why the Old Trailblazer is concerned about their, about their soul. Let me ask you this question. Can God have any glory if there be no vital and fundamental difference between his people and the world? My friend, God sets us apart when he saves. We are, the scripture says we are a peculiar people. A, a, a different people, my friend. Everywhere I turn today, folks tell me they're saved, but they're taken up uh, with the world. They're taken up with the world. There's no difference between them and the world. They do the same thing the world does. They walk like the world, talk like the world, smoke like the world, smell like the world, and they say nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong with the church. No, they can't tell you when the, when the Lord saved them. Pastor Shelton was telling me one time that he was mentioning something like this, and the fellow said, well, what, Pastor Shelton, what, what in the world, what you talking about? What's wrong with the world? He said, well, what's wrong with the world? When our teenage girls are having, having babies now without being married, what's wrong with the world if our young men are being shot down on the corner from uh, dealing in dope? What's wrong with our folks? Uh, when they, when there's no separation between the world, when they, when when we, folks are religious on Sunday only, what's wrong with the world? What's wrong with our home when our children are disobedient? When our husbands and dads are out on at night uh, playing ball or shooting pool or drinking beer and and coming in all nights hours of the night and and whipping up on their wives? What's wrong with the men uh, having babies and abandoning them? What's wrong? I know what's wrong. I know what's wrong. Sin. Sin, my friend. Listen, listen. That's what's wrong with the world. And uh, they say there's nothing wrong. They can't tell you when the Lord saves them. They can't tell you where the Lord saved them. My friend, there's a difference. When the Lord saves a sinner, there's a difference. A new heart is different. The difference in nature, because sheep and goats differ. God's word declares the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That's 1 Corinthians 6, 9 says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? God's word said there will be a vast difference between God's people and the world. God says my people are a peculiar people. That's the verse I was looking for. That's 1 Peter 2, 9. A separate people, a royal priesthood. My friend, if there was no difference, why would, why would the Lord uh, want a people that's no different from the world? I often make this statement that man is deceived. We saw that in our last study or two. First, as to who he is by nature. Second, to what he is by nature. And then, most of all, I believe, the judgment that he's under. Man is deceived. You know, the average person today that I know, whom I know, they have no regard for their soul. Surely they're trying to make a living in these days, and they're hard at it. But, but the average individual may be religious, may not be. But my friend, listen, listen. Uh, let's notice again now how that man is deceived as to what he is by nature. God's word says that man has no righteousness, but man won't believe it. He won't believe it about himself. No, sir, he won't believe it. Multitudes of church members are filled with vain confidence that all is well. Like I told you, I visit folks in the hospital, poor old soul, just on the brink of eternity. And, Pastor, I'm all right. I made my peace with God. I made my peace with God. Oh, oh, my friend. Listen, listen. Man deceives himself with hopes of mercy while continuing 
to live a course of self-will and self-pleasing, running after the world, man is deceived, thinking that he's fit for heaven, and at the same time, all the time being prepared for hell. That's right. Man is deceived as to his own righteousness. God's word says there's none righteous, no, not run, Romans 3. God's word says again, all your righteousness are as filthy rags, Isaiah 64. Man lives in a make-believe world, a world of unreality. He compares himself with others, prides himself that he's better than others, believes that he has a righteousness that God will accept. Now, I know that may be unconsciously, but the average Joe today, no matter what kind of life he lives, he thinks he's ready for heaven. He thinks he's ready for heaven. I heard a preacher one day preach a funeral. A man I knew had passed away, and I knew him. Went to school with him when I was in high school. And he had died early, pretty early in life. And this preacher said, well, old brother so-and-so was saved back there many years ago. Had a, had a, he came to Jesus, but he walked out of the God's will, and he joined the world, and he lived this, and he lived that, and I knew what kind of life he lived. But he said, now he come back to Jesus and got it all straight. Well, my friend, that man knew nothing about salvation. Preacher neither. neither. Preacher didn't either. He was just deceived. The preacher was deceived, and the man lying there, carcass lying there, gone out, gone to hell. That's right. You say, well, you're just judging. Well, you judge a tree by the fruit it bears, my friend. Don't you know a difference in a dead dog and a live dog? Don't you know the difference in a dead dog and a live dog, my friend? That's right. If a man knows the Lord, you can, you can tell it. You can tell it. Oh, you could pick his life to pieces. I know all that. But, my friend... Uh, let me give you this uh, little thought that we think here oftentimes. But the old yellow dog in the backyard know when you get saved. That's right. We use that a lot because that shows a new heart. It'll, it'll come true every time, my friend. The old long-tailed cat will know when you get saved. Your wife will know when you get saved. Your family will know when you get saved. You don't, you don't have to run up and down the road telling everybody no. Most of the time, most of the time, you've learned to keep your mouth shut, and that's what I tell folks who tell me they want to be saved. My, my best advice for you is to shut your mouth. Shut your mouth and turn to the Lord. You know, we have a lot of, a lot of uh, tongue problem, don't we? That's right. And this is not my subject for today, but we might as well throw it in for Lanyap. We have a lot of folks who can't keep their mouth shut. You know, man's heart is wicked, isn't it? An unsaved natural heart is wicked. They, they glory in, in running somebody else down. Now, I, I, the pastor sees those things, my friend. Oftentimes we have to turn our back and turn our head and go on down the road. But uh, I know Pastor Shelton told us this story. He said a woman come in his office one morning, one of his church members, and she said, Pastor, I want you to do something for me. Will you let me do something? He said, well, I guess so. He said he didn't have no idea what she was talking about. She said, if you have a pair of scissors in your desk drawer, he said, well, sure I do. He got them out and handed them to her. And she said, I want to cut about six inches off of your necktie. That thing is always bothers me. It's always too long hanging down. And he handed her the scissors, and she reached over and cut six inches off his necktie. Handed him the scissors back and said, I sure thank you. And he said, well, hold on, wait just a minute, wait just a minute. He said, I want, I want you to do something for me. She said, well, what is it, Pastor? Sure. He said, stick out your tongue. I want to cut about three inches off of it. 
you're the, you're the gossiping woman of this church, and you never learned to shut your mouth, and you've sent more folks to hell than anybody else I know of because of your critical tongue. And my friend, it, was, it, it just made an impression upon me. That's what we need. We need a lot of folks, not just the women, but the men too, to shut our mouths and, and, and to think about the souls that we're damning to hell by running some poor devil down. We don't know their heart, my friend. We don't know that. We, 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 we just so quick to criticize. If, if somebody got the hair combed the wrong way, we criticize it. If they come in two minutes late for church, we criticize it. If they're singing too loud, we criticize it. If they get off key on the, on the choir song, they, we criticize them. Not to their face. We go behind their back and do it. That's right. You ain't got guts enough to do it to their face, or you don't have grace enough to say, my friend, uh, let, me, let, me, let me talk to you just a minute. Let me give you some advice. No, no. They run up and down the road. Now they got all of this, this uh, Facebook stuff. They post stuff on the Facebook, and they, they know that they, they can spurt out and spout out what they want to say on their Facebook, and nobody can say nothing back to them. But, my friend, that's a damnable thing for church folks. If you got one of them, you ought to, you ought to throw it in the creek. That's right. You say, old Trailblazer, you're getting riled up. Well, that's what, I'm, that's what I do sometimes. I get riled up when my people who call themselves part of this work and this ministry can't keep their mouth shut. That's right. Run some poor devil down they don't know anything about. What did that verse we just read? My people are peculiar people. It means that you're kind, it, it, that you're different from the world. That's what the world does. But is that what you want to be, a long tongue? Just a long tongue? Oh, my friend, the, the Scripture says the tongue is a fire. It's a fire of hell. And it, the long tongues have sent more people to hell than anything else I know of. But the old trailblazers are going to be true to your soul. I, 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 I know some of you folks are writing me and cuss me and do all those things. That's okay. I asked you, are you saved? Or can you go back to the time and the place when you took your place as a sinner and shut your mouth? Every sinner who ever gets saved shuts his mouth. He shuts it. If yours is loose, tongue is loose on both ends, you're not saved. You might as well be honest with yourself and be honest with me. If your mouth has never been stopped, you got the diarrhea of the mouth, you, your tongue wagging, wagging, tied down in the middle and wagging on both ends, you're not saved. You might as well forget about it. You might as well get ready to go on to hell unless you ask the Lord to break that thing. Oh, Lord, break me. Break me, Lord. Break me, Lord. Don't let me do that. Don't let me be critical. Have you ever prayed that prayer? Don't let me be critical. I've, I've seen so much negativity in, in, the, in the church. I'm not talking about folk in the ballroom. I'm talking about in the church, in this church. Wherever, there's, wherever this ministry goes, somebody's always, always wagging their tongue, talking about this one, talking about the other. Oh, but listen, if they had to stand up in front of the audience and tell that stuff, they wouldn't do it, would they? Well, that's just the way the Lord hears that junk that you're putting out. And I ask you kindly, don't do that. Please ask the Lord for forgiveness and then shut your mouth. That's right. I could call you name if, names if I wanted to, but I, I'm not going to do that. But my friend, the old trailblazers, I, like I say, I don't know how to preach and don't know how to do anything. But I know how the Lord saves a sinner. And one of the things he does, shut your mouth. When he saves you, you'll have a praise for the Lord. Then you'll have a prayer for those individuals whom you used to criticize. You will. And you'll be kind and gentle and honest. Honest, my friend, honest. Let's, let's get honest with the Lord. And the old trailblazer, remember, 
Help me with the broadcast a little if you can, if you appreciate the old-time gospel preaching. If you don't, let me know. If you're mad at me, call me and let me know anyhow. And remember, my mailing address, the Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my phone number here is air code 225-664-8658. And I'm here every morning, Monday through Friday. And uh, a lot of times I answer the phone. I answered the phone the other morning. The fellow said, is that you, old trailblazer? I said, yes, sir. That's me, live and well. And still kicking. And not kicking too high, but still kicking. Help me with the broadcast if you can. Come see me. Come drink coffee with me if you live here in the area, Walker. And I uh, appreciate it. Goodbye, and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad, or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.